Guys, welcome back to the Relax Running Podcast. Tyson Popplestone here. I am your host. I'm also a running coach and a running technique coach based in Queenscliff, which is in Victoria in Australia. And if you're new here, this podcast is dedicated to bringing you insight from the best of the best in the world of running. So anyone that can improve your running performance is someone that I want to have on this show. Usually that means exercise physiologists and runners and coaches and dietitians and podiatrists and anyone else in that scene. But from time to time, I I like to just uh, pivot slightly and have a chat to someone who's a little bit newer to the sport just to find out about what their experience has been like, the highs, the lows. What I love about this is whenever I hear someone who's new to the sport, it it brings a real refreshing perspective to my own uh, sort of view on the sport. I've been involved now for 25 years, around about 22 years. And uh, as a result, you get so close, close to it, you think you know everything. And then every now and then, a new athlete asks a question that keeps you on your toes, and uh, this guy is no different. Now, Craig Smith is his name, and he got in touch with me, uh, or I got in touch with him after I saw he gave the podcast a shout-out on his Instagram page about 18 months ago, and we've sort of gone back and forth uh, just in communication through Instagram and a couple of emails, but the other day he sent me an email saying, Tice, uh, mate, you know my history. I've overcome shin splints. I've overcome some other little challenges with the running injury side of things, but I'm really lacking motivation at the moment, and he asked if I could put him together a training program that's really specific to helping him build back motivation. But I thought, well, if you're struggling with a little bit of motivation, what might be better is for us to chat about what the cause of that lack of motivation might be. And that's what we get into in this particular episode. But we also, you know, get into the progress of his strength routine, his running routine. It's a really interesting conversation. Now, Craig has three kids and he's just welcomed his, well, he's just welcomed his third into the world six months ago. And obviously with lockdown in Victoria at the moment, there's a, there's a little bit of stay at home dad, a little bit of work at home and a little bit of work from home for the kids uh, and their school report. So he got rid of most of the kids, but there was one in the background at the start, which he, uh, he, he handballed across to his wife just as we hit record. So when this podcast gets started, that's what we're talking about. Having a laugh that I've just made him handball his son to his wife to uh, prevent a little bit of that background noise. Now, there is a, there's a couple of minutes throughout this podcast. There's only about probably four minutes in total. There's a little bit of background noise. Noise. It sounds like an old dial-up internet tone. I'm not sure if it was a blender in the background or what, but uh, it's not there for the whole episode. So if you're as fussy as me with audio, when it comes to this episode, there's a couple of minutes that you're not going to like, but after that, hey, it's crystal clear, beautiful audio. Now, if you hadn't heard, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Earshots, which is a magnetic ear clip which is designed for the real rugged terrain uh, of distance running, of cycling, to bring you music to your ears in absolute style, in absolute comfort when you're out there on your run. So these guys have hooked us up with a 10% discount, but before you go and take that, let me just tell you a, a little bit about them. They've got a, a really flexible fit. So uh, I can't, I, I'm trying to paint a picture for you guys to imagine. Just go to earshots.com to check it out. They loop around your ears and they've got a little magnetic clip that clips in sort of behind your earlobe. It is, it's the most comfortable, most solid, most uh, set in place headphone that you're going to run in. I, I get so fussy. I get so frustrated when I'm running and they're bouncing around. They've got a little magnetic clip which doesn't allow that to happen. They've also got this like an ambient noise uh, balancing kind of setup. So even though you can get your music pumping as you're running, you're always a little aware of what's going on around you. It fits in beautifully to your surroundings. So these guys have hooked us up with a 10% discount. To get that, go to earshots.com and enter the coupon code at checkout, relaxed10. That's relaxed10 for your 10% discount. Um, guys, I've been running in them now for about two months. I'm in love with them. I'm not lying to you. They're a sponsor on the show because I love them, not the reverse. I'm not just plugging in because they're a sponsor. I feel like it makes a big difference. Also, tell your family and friends that the new AFL Relaxed Running membership for 2022 is out. So regardless of your position, regardless of your fitness, regardless of whether you're a male or female or what position you play, maybe you're even a coach looking for something for your whole team, go and check it out at relaxrunning.com slash AFL. Um, plenty there. Come and join the community of uh, real solid runners taking their game to the next level through that. But that's enough from me. Let me get out of your way and introduce to the show for the very first time, the great man, Mr. Craig Smith. Uh, Craig's just had his his third kid, what, six months ago? Yeah, six and, months old. Uh, and, and you and I are both working from home at the moment. We've just... Uh, 
I was yes. I was laughing with you before I hit record because the uh, my my wife's taken little Charlie. We've only got one, which would just be a joke to you and your wife at the moment. <laughs> out shopping much. at the moment because I'm uh, it's so funny. Our house is super echoey. I'm sort of I'm in the spare room at the back of our house, and directly above us is upstairs with like a wooden floor. So for oh, a while, oh. my wife was like, "I'll just take him upstairs, and we'll uh, I'll keep him entertained up there, and you go and do your podcast." So she'd be up there playing with blocks. And there'd be like massive crashes. And I was like, mate, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So now it looks like no. we've both got crystal clear audio. Um, mate, yeah. it's, uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll start afresh. I'm officially going to welcome, welcome you uh, on board the podcast because what we were saying in our first attempt was that we met uh, uh, virtually about 18, probably 18 months ago when you gave about us a lovely shout ago, out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you were just giving a little bit of an overview of your journey into running. So, um just because you will have refined that answer so beautifully with your first practice, do you want to just go go through what you were saying again? Because it was a, a really good overview of, of sort of what brought you and I into contact. So so it started with uh, I, I got really unhealthy, really uh, overweight, and um, I needed to change my life effectively. So I had a couple of kids at the time, um, and I couldn't keep up with them. Uh, so over the space of about 18 months, I, I lost 15 kilos um, and within that time I, I needed to find something to to get me active again and my brother uh, suggested I start running he, he was a, he's a big big on running um, he only runs during summer though so because you know, winter's too cold for him uh, so we started so I, I, I think I started with the cash to 5k I uh, got up to 5k well, really, I can do this, and you know, went from three days a week. I thought oh, I can, I can go a bit more. I, I can do another one. I can go another one, and then um, shin splints. Hello. Um, so, cop shin splints. Uh, prior to that, there was a bit of a knee injury, and you know, tight calves and all that. But you know, physios are great, so they did their job. Um, but the shin splints really, really knocked me about, and I had I dealt with shin splints for a, a good uh, probably twelve to eighteen months. It was, a, it was a long, drawn-out battle um, because I'd, I'd get to a point where everything was good and then every time I tried to step it up, I just kept coming back to, to bite. Um, so during this time of, uh, of injury and finding my way through the running uh, scene, I, I stumbled across um, podcasts. So someone suggested I start listening to podcasts while running, so I started, started with the Physical Performance Show, followed them on Instagram, um, then moved over and as you follow more things, more podcasts come up, more running podcasts related. So I found Relax Running, gave him a follow. So, oh, yeah, there's a podcast there. Had a listen. It's a pretty good podcast, actually. I, I'm enjoying this. Um, and then, obviously, Tyson shouted, does his usual, leave us a review. All right, I leave you a review. <laughs> Need all the help uh, you get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I left him a review, and at the time, I think, um, and you know, Maddie Williams, the, uh, the guru, was a, a big uh, guest on. And the review I left was the only review that didn't mention the guru. Um, and it was also, I, was, I think I said it was something along the lines of it was one of the best running uh, podcasts I've listened to, and it really is, and it still is to, to this day. It's, uh, yeah, so you, you really come up with some, some, bloody good uh, guess that's for sure Man. you really pull them out of your back pocket <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right it's lucky i've been in the sport for so long now that i i sort of what is it that six degrees of separation if i don't know someone yeah. i feel like i know someone who knows someone so it's know uh, someone. Yeah. it's yeah it's it's more difficult trying to reach out to international athletes at the moment because first of all i just sneak into their inboxes and i just look like <laughs> some creepy creepy fan trying to invite them onto a show yeah. That they assume has probably got twenty five yeah. followers, but um, yeah, on the on the Australian scene, it's it's starting to get more established. But um, I think the yeah, the further along that we go, the the more serious it gets taken. So I'm hoping that that six degrees of separation starts to spread across the uh, across the oceans a little bit because it'd be nice to oh. touch base with uh, with man. There's just endless amounts of people to talk to in this scene, as I'm sure you're aware with with so many yeah. different perspectives and insights and bits of knowledge and then you've got physios and coaches and runners and mate it's just it's endless so I, I love picking their brains but mate there, there was a there's a little bit in in what you just said there that I want to uh, pick your brains on just before we get started because 
I think at the very start of us talking to each other was when I became aware um, that you were struggling with the the shin splints a little bit. And I remember yep. it was pretty much the beginning of COVID from what I can remember. And Johnny Quinn was going to line you up for a, a, a technique oh, analysis yeah. and um, have a look at your shin splints. And yep. he's obviously based up in Sydney, so he, he couldn't get down uh, as often as he'd like to. But no. What was the um what was the the end result with your your shin splints? I know you said you've you're sort of over the pain and everything now, but what was the what was the answer to it? Because shin splints so, are funny, aren't they? There's so many different yeah. factors that can lead to them. What what, what they they call it as was a medial tibial stress syndrome, effectively, right? So mine was it was uh it was just this pain along the inside of the shin bone. Right? It was just a constant thing. Um, so I went through oh, three different physios effectively until I found someone who was able to diagnose and actually get to the root of the problem. And what it was is my soleus. Of, of all the things, it was actually the soleus muscle was just not coping and not handling the load. And that's all it was. So it was just a loading issue. In the end, it was, all it was was the soleus loading issue. So... Um, what it came down to was I'd go and see him on probably a bi-weekly plan for a good couple of months and he'd load <laughs> load the muscle up with uh, needles, um, get it nice and, and loose, and then we, I'd go to come home and he'd give me a strength plan to stick to. And the main things were like bent knee calf raises, calf raises, um, uh, you know, and it's not just – standing standing here and just doing a calf raise it's you needed to be on a step you needed to get that full range of motion get your heel dropping past um past that flat plane and then popping up so and then also adding weights um so in the end yeah loading that's all it was i i just overloaded it too much and i kept overloading it and every time i'd get to a good spot um i'd overload again and not strengthen so obviously the more load you need to you you put in the more you need to strengthen it to to handle that load and i just wasn't doing it yeah uh, and obviously not running for like 20 odd years you know since i was a an 18 year old 17 year old playing cricket um yeah it had been a long time since i've done that type of physical activity or, uh, and any sort of running beyond a couple of hundred meters yeah so yeah, it's um, really interesting, yeah. man. I think that's one thing that I'm, I'm, I wanted to pick your brains about a little bit as well. Because as I said before, I hit record. Uh, a, a lot of the audience, from what I can tell, there seems to be a mixture of people that listen to this show. But I, I think there's a large percentage of people who are in your exact position, in the sense that they yeah. they might have been out of the sport for a while, or they were never a part of the sport, and they just wanted to get involved. And that's why I like to pick um, pick the brains of people like you, because I think there's there's insights that you can offer as someone who's new to the sport and things that you've had to navigate that I think a lot of the elite level athletes might take for granted or have even forgotten yeah. about. They've got so many people in their corner um, from strength and conditioning and writing programs and helping with their recovery that it's uh, it, it can sometimes seem like a, a distant world for a lot of people just trying to navigate how to start a program. But but you were saying that so after you know playing. Cricket, or you hadn't run for around twenty years significantly. Yeah. That uh, yeah. that it turned out to be a bit of an overuse injury with your soleus, and and that's one thing I'm always interested to find out about from athletes who are relatively new to the sport is is how on earth were you actually navigating the training side of things, getting involved? Because overuse injury in distance running is obviously a part of the territory. I think we're just so. Uh, yeah. while to just get started and get going that the idea of taking a down day can be terrifying we just rather do yeah. more but when you're brand new to it like what was the gps to help navigate when you so, should be running when you should be resting i, I started with uh the good old couch to 5k oh you said that um, yeah. so yeah so on, on a, it was an app right i, I think it's active networks couch to 5k and it was over 12 weeks uh three runs a week starting with you know, I think it's walk for five minutes, run for a minute, walk for a minute, run for a minute, walk for a minute, for 20 minutes or something like that. And it's really, really basic. But within those first couple of weeks, like that, I think it was that first two or three weeks, I was already in absolute agony. So 
I literally had to find the physio back then um, to to work out why why are my calves killing me? Like, why can't I walk? Why? What's going on? So straight away we knew. Like I knew it was a, a it was going to be an overuse injury, but back then it was just just my knee. Knee was a little bit out of whack, so we fixed the knee up. Uh, and my calves are really, really tight. My my actual gastrocs are tight as heck. Um, so we started with that, and got to a point where I could run, you know, four hundred meters. I was like, far out, I can run four hundred meters. It's amazing. Never been able to do that. Like I haven't been able to do that since I started this run. To, you know, catch five pain. I'm lucky enough to have an athletic track right next to my house, so I could actually work out exactly exact distances so i got to a point where i was running on the straights and walking on the bends um so that was a good it was a good thing to 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 start with and then you know i'd run a straight and a bend and then walk um a straight and a bend so run half a lap walk half a lap and then it'd go to run three quarters of a lap uh, and then you know walk a quarter of a lap so i just increased it bit by bit uh, and that was with the guide of a physio who was a runner at the time. She was actually training to you know, train for a half marathon herself. So she helped me a lot. Um, Mate, sorry to interrupt you. Is that, is that our audio playing up or is, is that a blender in the background? No, no, that's, that's, yeah, it's my life. Yeah, oh, no, that's a, no, no, don't stress. I was just, uh, I've just, I've adjusted the settings on here. I know it won't go for too long. I adjusted yeah. the settings on my microphone before and I got nervous that something was glitching. No, no, no. That's, sorry, brother. No. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a big open house. I, I, Dude, yeah. don't stress. <laughs> I uh, I know I used to live in a studio apartment. I was just making sure I wasn't going crazy or my technical skills. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So if it was yeah, my technology, yeah. it's fixed. Keep going, brother. Yeah, it's, it's all good. Um, so she was really good. She was a really good physio and I was constantly seeing her. And then she decided to move to the UK. And that was full. Uh, been two years ago now or close to thereabouts oh, I can't remember any be honest but um it kind of left a like all right you're gone I'm okay I can run it's all good and then yeah shin splints mm-hmm. and then I so you, you get to the end of the couch to 5k right and it says okay go for a run and you go for three runs a week roughly 30 minutes, 35 minutes, you do your 5K three times a week, get really bored. Uh, so you start looking online, oh, what could I do? Uh, I think I downloaded the, the Nike Run Club app and there were some guided runs so you can like, do these uh, speed runs and things like that. And I thought, oh, I can, uh, 30 minutes, I can go 35 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. You know what? I can run two days in a row. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't run two days in a row, not when you've... <laughs> You've been running for about nine months at the time. Um, so there, there, there I was. Uh, that's when the shin splints popped up, effectively. So I didn't have really any guide. There was no coach. There was nothing else. Once I can, once you do that plan, you, you kind of left on your own. And you can progress to like the 5K or 10K plan um, or you, you try, try and navigate your own way through it. And I tried to navigate it and, failed miserably i guess uh is a good way to put it so yeah that left me in a shit spot yeah so was the was the was the pain uh, essentially like when you started to do those two days in a row was it was it something that you were handling initially but then and it just it was a little bit of a a, a cumulative effect on your legs it started to just take a toll after a while like what was the turnaround point between Noticing, all right, I'm trying to run two days uh, in a row and, all right, I'm struggling with shin splints. So it was roughly about up the third week. So I think I, I used to run on a, on a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my three days. And then so I, I changed, I think I added a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Uh, so <laughs> it, it worked for, for a couple of weeks. And then that third week, I think I'd done the Tuesday, I pulled up okay. And Wednesday, um, I felt a little bit sore in the calf, nothing too major. After the Thursday, uh, I think I started, I got about five, ten minutes into the run and I just had this shooting pain, just like this dead instant pain. I couldn't I couldn't, couldn't move. I was like, no, nah, what the hell is this? 
never felt this before in my life. Uh, I'll stop. I think I rested a couple of days. Got to the Saturday. Uh, again, I went out uh, five, ten minutes into the run. Same pain. Okay, this is not good, I guess. Um, I'll leave it a couple, I'll leave it a week. I gave it a week off. Went again, Tuesday, bang, pain was already, was there straight away. I'm like, all right, I've got to, I've got to see something about this. Uh, so I found a, I had to find a physio, found a local guy. Um, yeah, he was, uh, he was more interested in taking my money than treating me. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he turned up just, you know, oh yeah, this is what it is. Um, Chuck, chuck some needles in, you know, in the legs and he goes, oh, I'll do dry needling and this is it. I'll, I'll do some dry needling. Uh, and he'd fill me up with needles, walk out of the room for 10 minutes, come back, take them out, go, all right, go home. I'll see you, in, see you next week or see, see you in two weeks. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, sorry, lost just kind of bunnings. <laughs> no worries. Are they open? Funny bunnings is like they've still got the uh, they still uh, got the of approval, can, do they? It's no, it's click and collect. Ah, good. I was about to fire click up at them then. Yeah, no, click and collect, mate. So, um, it's a, it's an interesting world. The uh, the sports doctor physio world. It's a. I had a good chat to. I think it was Dane Verway a couple of years ago. Yep. I can't remember if we on air or off air, but what he said was, um, yeah, pretty much what you did. There's a there's a real cookie cutter approach to physiotherapy or insert whatever it is that people are trying to take care of, whether it's like podiatrists, physios, mm. uh, exercise physiology or whatever, where they do exactly what they said. They've got 15 minutes. Sorry, it was a conversation I had with Dave McNeil. They got 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they got 15 minutes yeah. to uh, pretty much get the job done. And, mate, I've had yeah. – I, I won't mention any names, but – I've I've pretty much put my foot down with a couple of sports doctors now for the same reason. I go, I'm not going to see you again because, for for whatever reason, things were just constantly treated purely with antibiotics, which was yeah. just a, like a really narrow view to what my issue was. With I was allergic to yeah. to some part of a milk, um, in the end. Yeah. But then I've had the same experience with you where I'll be in the room for literally 15 minutes. I go out, I'm charged 250 bucks. And yeah. the problem, the problem just isn't addressed. It's a persists. That's right. Yeah, it's a yep. frustrating part of it. So, so you obviously, yep. uh, so you you expanded your horizons a little bit and started to to look yeah. at another physio or someone to see that might be able to treat you a little bit more um, with a little bit more interest. Effectively, yeah. So, I um, uh, beauty of Instagram is you can you can find many people who like many. Many many physios on Instagram. That one was of course Brody Sharp, and sort of had a quick chat with him, and he suggested I go and find someone who uh, actually runs. Find a physio who, who is actually a dedicated runner. Like, so he offered to treat me, but um, the logistics of it and online it was just it was, wasn't going to work. Uh, so I spoke to. So I go to the local park run. I spoke to someone down there. He suggested a physio uh, not too far from us who was actually at the park run as well. So I went and saw him, and straight away, like he was like, "Okay, let's let's try and get to your root cause here." So we we he booked. I think he was supposed to charge like they did like twenty minute session or half an hour session. He turned a half an hour session into an into an hour session and didn't charge me any more than what I what I uh, usually would have. Um, but he then goes, "All right, let's go. I want you to come out here. Let's go for a run. Let's see what you what you look like running." Um, yeah, then started with like, I think, uh, yeah, the first thing was your cadence. Let's try and get your cadence up a little bit more because you, he, he didn't like the, the way my old feet were landing and the, the pronation's a little bit off. Uh, he was just, he was looking at certain things and, and the way I was sort of maybe, I don't know, um, compensating on one leg for the other. Um, uh, and then he goes, all right, let's have a look at your calf loading and what, what's your calf strength like and, so he went through effectively basics just from what I look like running to what my strength is like. And then over the course of probably a couple of sessions, he goes, all right, so we can, we can see now that it's, it's a, it's a strength issue. Now, whether the strength is your gastrox or your soleus, we will work that out as we go, but you know, more, most likely it's your soleus. So, <laughs> 
yeah, I, I was pretty happy to finally find someone who actually listened and um, didn't just wasn't just there for the money. Like he was, he was there because he he actually cared and, and you know he and he was a runner himself, so he he could see me struggling. Like he'd come out to park run, I'd be there, and you know I'd, I'd run for hundred meters and have to walk because it was just shit. So, well, because it was yeah, so sore. It was so sore, yeah. It got to the point it was that bad because what's this you, one guy. What's was your physio's physio's name, man? What's the uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Do you remember? So, so his name is Josiah Sunkist, uh, and he works out at um, Back in Motion and Backers Marsh. Awesome, awesome, man. So, oh, that's good. That's so, if you're in the uh, Melton, yeah, Melton Backers Marsh area, and you have some running injuries, go and see Josiah. He's a, a bloody legend. Absolutely. Man, I've got a soft spot as well. I used to go to church with the with the bloke who started back in motion, Jason Smith. I actually, long story. Oh, I was um, I was a, a school teacher to his son when his son was in prep, and uh, oh, yeah. it, so so we uh, and and we we were just mates from that point because of the fact that uh, yeah. he just anyone who was looking after his son, teaching a kid how to play soccer, he reckons was a, was a decent bloke. So we got <laughs> off to a great start. So yeah, Pretty any cool. not that he needs my bloody help, but any. Any chance yeah. I get to plug back in motion as well, I uh, yeah. I like to shout out. So that's good news to me. But um, so mate, that was what that was about six months ago that you you finally got on top of it. So yeah, uh, well, it was last year. So it was about twelve months ago. It was it was just over twelve months ago. I finally got on top of it because I I'd signed up for Run Melbourne ten k, which then got canned. So I did a virtual and did the virtual. So I got to a point where I was running ten k easily. Well, it wasn't easily. There was still some residual pain in there, but wasn't wasn't uh, it's one of those things like you, you you put your pain scale. It's if it's if within you know one to to four, run. If it's above four, think about it. If it's obviously above above seven or four to seven, think about it. Maybe don't run as much or change your plan. But above seven, definitely not. So for me, it was about that one to four. So it was still something there, but. Obviously, it was getting better and better and better. So I, I went out last, so July last year, ran a, a 10K, ran as quick as I bloody could. Uh, it was like a, an hour and 30-something uh, seconds or something. It was the quickest I've done it. Uh, it was a, a, I think I smashed a, a 5K P, PB and a 10K PB in the same run. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, uh, so I was pretty, pretty take happy that with while, myself. Take and, that while you can, man. Oh, oh definitely. Um so I think my my second five k was quicker than my first five k. Awesome. And but I I hit it that hard, and I didn't give myself enough time to to recover from it because you, you don't know you don't know these things. You don't know you're supposed to give you, yourself a, at least a good maybe week to just let your body absorb it and relax and calm down from everything you've put into that race because for me it wasn't really race it was just a virtual like i was just doing it down the track here like you know it wasn't but you've still put i've still i'd still exerted my body to its full potential at that point so here i am stupidly a couple of days later going oh, i'll go for a run nah that was it and then it was like a downward spiral again um what with so, the actual yeah. shin splints causing problems again? Yeah, so the, 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 it flared up again um, because obviously I'd, I'd overloaded. I completely overloaded, which yeah, does happen. Um, so then it starts just you know starts again. Um, so that lasted another probably another six to eight months. Um, and now, over the last couple of months, I've, I'm actually really I'm in a really good spot. So I've, had, I've got a few other things like a post tip, but that's that's pretty much gone now through strength, strength and conditioning training. And um, yeah, so I'm finally in a, in a spot where I can run and I can run distance. Uh, I could uh, I have a, a bit of problems with uh, some speed stuff at the moment because I think if I when I hit too hard then I, I'm not giving myself enough time to recover but again loading uh, loading and strength so yeah just trying to work just just trying to navigate it through so it gets me to this point now where 
we've been in lockdown for a lot longer, just whole years, and it's going to be another write-off. Um, and I reached out to you because, like, I need, to, I want to start running again, and I, I need a plan. Um, and I didn't know where to start. Like, I, I'm just, I, well, I'm sort of, I, I need to start from almost not scratch, but there's no plan that says out there that it's either, it's either you're a, like an elite and you can run like your next expert level and you can just go four or five runs a week or you're a beginner and it's like one or two runs a week or three runs a week. But I'm kind of in this intermediate area where it's really hard because intermediates, most people can run three or four times a week where I, I still will struggle. So it's trying to find a, a medium point there where it starts at three runs a week, but maybe one of them is only 20 minutes or one of them is yeah. – and then trying finding someone who can actually put that plan together to then slowly increase it to a point where I can run three, four times a week and I'm running beyond 10K, you know. Um, so the plan is to eventually run, obviously, a, a half marathon at some point. Um, but, again, I'm not going to push myself too – much too quickly yeah that awesome man so it's when you explain all that it's interesting to me because from a bloke that started where you were navigating the injuries getting out there progressing doing all the little steps to improve it sounds like a bloke who's who's just on a mission and obviously super motivated to get out and and do the work and and i guess just for a bit of context for people listening the reason you messaged me the other day was uh, because you feel as though you've lost a lot of motivation to to get out there and, and actually do the work. And um, it's it's obviously, it's not a surprise. I, I definitely went through seasons in my own running career and still do just quietly with my training <laughs> where I, I really lack motivation. But um, like off the top of your head, is there is there any standout factors? Obviously COVID's a, a huge one and, and we can unpack that a little bit. But uh, I, I was just interested to know if you think there's anything in particular that sort of led to the the lack of motivation or the um, just lack of excitement to get out the door and, and do the running? Uh, obviously with the uh, the cancellation, the constant cancellation of parkrun, parkrun was, was a big part. for. So my wife runs as well. So parkrun for us was like our chance to run together. If we can't run together, it just, really, it just puts a damper on the, the whole week. So it's been hard because um, then she struggles to get out for a run. Um, but oh, look, I don't know, obviously – a lot's changed for us in the last six months. So, you know, we've got a, a, another six-month-old. So we currently have a six-year-old, four-year-old, and a six-month-old. Oh, oh um, my gosh. Yeah, okay. COVID baby. So <laughs> things yeah, I've got one of them. And, um, mate, anyway, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. I've got plenty to yeah. say about that, uh, but you keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, there isn't just – I don't think there's one thing that's that's taken that motivation away. I think it's just a it's – a, it's like a compounding effect that just – one thing layers on top of something else, top of something else, top of something else. Now, eventually something's got to give and, you know, some mornings like I'll, I'll wake up, my alarm goes off at 5.30, I'll look at the alarm, I'll, I'll, no, I'm done, no, I'm not getting up. And then that one day becomes two days, becomes three days, becomes four days, becomes a week, becomes two weeks, becomes, you know, five weeks later you've run once, once a week and you're like, uh, why am I putting weight back on? Why am I eating shit? Why do I feel so rubbish? Why, you know, you 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 lost, you lose your focus completely. So that's where I think um, I just hit a really low point. I just like, like no, I, I need a change. Um, and yeah, so that's why I reached out to you because I, nah, I needed a change. That's awesome, man. Well, one one of the things, just for for what it's worth, and I'm sure I know I've spoken to a lot of people who who can definitely sympathize with what we're speaking about but one thing from a personal perspective that I always noticed was when I didn't have a race on the horizon I always struggled to be motivated to get out for training and that's one reason I'm, I'm so impressed with a lot of the top athletes in the world at the moment obviously Australia's turned into a little bit of the anomaly where a lot of the you know a Europe and the United States have just gotten on with life and they're going about there so they're just you know trusting people to use a little mm -hmm. bit of common sense um, but but Australia at the moment it's it's just a pretty hard line approach on that, especially here in Victoria. And it's locked down and there's no discussions taking place. And as a result, obviously, yeah. as you say, um, there's there's races that are cancelled and that social side of it. But just from a motivation perspective, I, I look at that and I go, okay, well, of, of course motivation is going to struggle 
when you've got no goal in mind. Like the the idea for me, I, and I say that I guess just to um, uh, just to show that I understand. Like it's just a, it's a frustrating situation to be in when you put in the hard work, but the hard work just feels like it's for the sake of the hard work. You don't really have a point in time yeah. where you've planned to really measure your progress, and that's one yeah. thing that I. I, I like like with the football clubs that I work with, a, a lot of the coaches go, um, they they love the time trial. And after discussions with them about why they love doing a time trial, a lot of the reasoning is because it just gives them a little bit of a measuring stick to see the progress in some capacity with their running. And I think that's huge. But, man, as a, a another one to throw at you, and which is why I was laughing when you told me you just welcomed in your third baby during the middle of lockdown when you're working from home, all kids home, <laughs> as you're trying to sell your house, is I've got uh, I've got little Charlie, my boy, just turned one the other day. And, mate, just one kid has I, – I've got such a new level of respect for people with, well, one kid to start, but also people in your situation who have got three kids and all of a sudden any spare time – that you might have just to be able to unwind and put your feet up and and just de-stress from the day. It's all of a sudden it's swapped for changing nappies and feeding and helping put to bed and bathing. And um, Pretty much. I, I know for me, if it, if running and and fitness in general wasn't such a massive part of uh, or such a massive habit, and I didn't have a wife who was such a freaking gun who understood I can be an asshole when I don't go and train. <laughs> it's uh it I, I think yeah. I think my training would pretty quickly um you know start to diminish as well. But uh I reckon from from your perspective, or, or I'd be interested to hear how much you think just those two factors. Obviously, it sounds like COVID's played a big factor, but like is welcoming a third kid into the equation, is that more difficult than two, or is that just like you just get more coordinated at the extra work that you're already doing? Uh well. It's a, it's a little bit of kind of both. So welcoming a third child after having, you know, like so there's four years difference, like literally four years and one day difference between number two and number three. So we, we got to a nice spot of, you know, no more nappies and everything's great and, you know, the kids can, you know, the old one she's kind of getting a bit more independent, she can look after it self a bit more and to then go you know to waking up in the middle of the night uh yeah it's it's definitely hard um the sleep deprivation doesn't help uh, so you find yourself either going to bed earlier or waking up later or just looking for any time possible to get out of the house um but then also being stuck in the house and not being able to go out anywhere and not being able to send the kids to the grandparents for the weekend or something like just, just there's things that, yeah, it, it all plays together. And as, as I said before, it's like a compounding. Um, however, in saying that uh, our third boy, he, he is the absolute best. Like he is the easiest with out of the three of them. He's the absolute easiest by beyond like I'm telling you, he's the best, absolute best. Uh, and in, in ever, however many years if they ever hear this, that's that's right. Yes, he is the best. Yeah, yeah. You, you two other have to. <laughs> no, he's um he's he's just he's fit right in. Uh, he doesn't cry a lot. He doesn't. He's not very demanding. When he's hungry, he'll let you know. When he's tired, he'll let you know. But other than that, he's happy to just lay around, play giggle a bit he'll entertain himself um you know now he started rolling over it's a bit of a bit of a mayhem as you sort of saw prior to oh if that if that's may if that's mayhem in your house mate you're killing it well that's 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 uh six six month old mayhem yeah i I see what you mean he's like a mayhem in our house is like my kids screaming throwing blocks at the wall like a little champion But it just doesn't go well yeah, with podcasting. No, um, we've got about 25 <laughs> minutes, uh, 35 minutes before that starts happening here. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry. Jessie's going to be home in about 10 herself. So we'll, uh, yeah. we'll get out of here before then. But, um, uh, mate, it's it, like from, from my perspective, and obviously, like I'm no, I'm no uh, you know, genius when it comes to understanding exactly what the causes and effects of, you know, motivation and stripping people of their goals mm-hmm. and stuff is. But, it, it sounds like a perfectly normal person response to 
being in the current situation. I spoke to a mate the other day who's up in definitely. Sydney, and we both feel like I'm, I'm definitely, and, and for what it's worth, like uh, don't get angry at me, everyone listening. It's I'm not going to go get all political, but just from my personal mm-hmm. perspective, I'm, I'm really, I'm really over the. I feel like it's a really narrow perspective of, of uh, you know, what an alternative to dealing with coronavirus is right now. Like after being locked down for such a long time, I, I get really frustrated, and I and I also suck at losing. And I know this comes with so many, um, you know, uh, opinions and stuff. So if you completely disagree, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not going to hate you. And please don't hate me because you disagree. But um, I I suck at losing, and and I think sometimes when I'm when I feel like I can see a better way to do something, and you're not allowed to do that, it's uh, it can be really frustrating. And my mate up in Sydney, him and I uh, share the same sort of view. And he said to me the other day that. Um, he just feels like there's like a little bit of a dark cloud over his psyche at the moment. Yeah. It's just a of, of just an unknowing of when things are, are going to get back to normal. And um, I, I wonder if even that one aspect was to change how much you feel like your motivation would come back. Like if you had park runs scheduled for each Saturday once again, do you oh, think that'd be a mate. pretty a, a, a pretty Def- transformative oh, definitely. factor? Definitely, because it's it's always it's. Obviously, something something to look forward to. Even having um, the kids, like a daughter, back at school mm. on a daily basis, like that's I can see it for her. Like her, even her psyche is just she's just over it. She and she, you know, kids don't get it either, too. So, um, yeah, I think these these lock these extended lockdowns um, are just they're, they're they're really doing a number on on the. I think the mental capacity of, of every single person in, in yeah, Victor- not just Victoria, but New South Wales yeah. as well, like they're, they're copying it at the moment. So, yeah, look, I think it's definitely something we need to, that needs to change. Uh, whether it does, probably won't. Mm. Uh, personally, I'll, I'll tell you now, like oh, I'm fully vaccinated, so I, uh, being, being 40, uh, I was able to do that. But... I still, I'm still working. I'm authorized worker, so I still go into the city uh, for work. Uh, so, had I come into contact with someone, I know that I'm not going to be bringing shit home to mm-hmm. my family yeah. as well. So, yeah. it's, uh, it's. I just, I think it's. I'm <laughs> just over it. I literally yeah. it's just, just over it, and. and Every single person you speak to will say the same thing. That's amazing. Yeah, it. that's a that's a one just thing. Just get we, back. A hundred percent. That's a beauty. Like I think if it, it's been a really divisive time, and, and obviously I, w- I want to come back to what we're actually talking about, but just while we're at it, it's it seems like yeah. it has been a divisive time because whether you mentioned that you're a fan of lockdowns or you don't like lockdowns or you're pro vaccine or you don't want the vaccine, yeah. it just it, it's just so. Uh, just filled with all these connotations about what that means, and I don't know if, if you notice or if it's just my circle of friends, but there's there's definitely it's like a palpable, uh, palpable almost division that's taken place, which is I guess that dark cloud that my mate was talking about on his psyche. But yeah, it's it's like a it's like an us and them kind of thing at the moment. It's it's pretty shit too that it's got to this point. You know, people can't make their own choice. So uh, I don't know. Mm. Well, the the reason. It's, Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, man. But the reason yeah, I was I was yeah, sort of yeah. curious to to find out about the the impact that that sort of had on your your headspace is because, like as I said, I said to you in the email the other day, I'd, I'd be more than happy to put something together for you in yeah. terms of a training program, and, and and still am. But what I'm wondering is whether even the ultimate training program for you right now would make a difference to your motivation because I from mm. from my perspective, just and it's funny when you're not emotionally connected to whatever's going on in someone else's world. It, it seems yeah. more clear. And, and from my perspective at the moment, I, I get the vibe that if you had your park runs back, that social aspect, that time to run with your wife, that time to actually be able to put your training into practice, I, yeah. I get the vibe that that would be a really powerful uh, motivator for yourself, not to mention the fact that you've got three kids at home through homeschooling, you're home all day. <laughs> like, I, I, like is, am, I, am I warm there? Like, do you reckon that's oh, no, all the look, money? I, I reckon you're on the money. Look, I, look, if you... I don't know if you actually look at my Instagram, <laughs> but <I did> post- <laughs> I've got an interesting days. reputation on Instagram. Yeah, I do, however, do. you're far more active on it yeah. than I am. I, uh, I yeah, always get in but, trouble with uh, my friends because I see the photos and I never like any photo. Yeah. And uh, my mum said to me a while ago, she's like, "Tys, do you like any of the stuff I post?" 
So I do, but I just don't show you with yeah. the double tap. So the long story is I do see your Instagram, but I just don't ever give out much love on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm actually, um, I'm in a group on Facebook um, called More Brothers. It's M-A-W Brothers. It's uh, actually, I remember wearing a hoodie. It's more active. Um, so it's all, it's men's active wear effectively. And they've got a group uh, and it's all about, uh, so they, the, the owner actually donates to um, Beyond Blue for every sale, he would donate, donate a certain percentage to put Beyond Blue. But he's got this group, and I just literally just, just posted in there. That I'm, I'm just, I'm, all my feelings, just like just feeling shit. And you're getting back all this support, um, and then you realise like it's a mindset. It's it's a mindset, right? So if you're in a negative mindset, if everything the world around you is negative. And everything that you read, that you see on TV, uh, is all negative. Then, of course, you're going to be thinking negative, and you're going to be thinking bad, and you know, you just you're not going to want to do anything. You're going to lose all motivation. If you flip it and you think, you know what, stuff this. Why should I be feeling negative just because I can't go there? I can't do this. Can't do that. I've still got my health. Mm-hmm. I've got a beautiful family. Uh, I'm still working. I'm healthy. Why not? Why not just wake up and just go for that run? Don't pick your phone up in the morning and and scroll and go. Now nah, I'm going back to bed. Put the phone away and get up and go. And I found just by changing my mindset, I was able to start again. Like it's like a it's like almost like a ref, refresh. Like just take all those negatives and and just you don't need to worry about what's going on. You know so much as worry about yourself or about your own head and mm-hmm. and your family and if your family's happy and healthy and you're healthy why aren't you happy as well fuck it just change it change your mindset it's so really that's what i found so i don't know i'm i'm like a third third run in a row now mm-hmm. so Great since having this kind of realization that, that you know it, it's it's not just i'm not the only one struggling obviously and um how can I get out of it? And so, yeah, I kind of found a way. And, um, and I said, yeah, I'll just, I'll just keep going, I guess. I don't know. That's awesome, man. I'm uh, I'll just make it up as I go. Did you um, – because, I, I, dude, I'm, I'm so into mindset. Like I, I love the idea of developing yeah. a, an amazing mindset. And, and like anyone, I can, you know, go through, go through roller coasters of emotions of highs and lows. And, yeah. um, but I always like the, the little analogy that like if you constantly feed your body with rubbish food, you're going to be in terrible shape and you'll be unfit and you'll feel That's sluggish. Right. And, and and so yeah. often like the idea of a mental diet, what is it that you're actually consuming? Like what are you, what are you focused on? What are you digesting? What is it that you're, you know, just filling your brain with in order to uh, get you through a day? And at the moment you nailed it, man, when you said that like so much of the news that we surround ourselves with is just a, uh, it's just negative. It's, it's really heavy. It's really dark. There doesn't seem to be a lot of hope. Really but, but uh, I, I think what's cool and, and what's been transformative for me uh, over the years, not just this year, is is understanding that with time and practice, just like going to the gym or like you've experienced with your running, mindset's no different when you start to make little small changes to the way you see the world. At the start, it doesn't feel like anything's changing. It doesn't feel like yeah. you're, you're making a lot of progress. Uh, but then like through six months of consistency, all of a sudden in your situation to use running, you're running 10Ks quite comfortably. And the same yeah. is true with your, with your mindset, just through a uh, – and, and I'm more than happy to, to share with anyone a few things that have been helpful for me. But uh, I don't know if you've done much CBT, like cognitive behaviour therapy, where you're challenging a lot of your thoughts and um, no. you just – I guess you're essentially yeah. trying to see the way you're – like so well, I guess what I'm trying to get at is so much of the way we see the world is dictated on what we ruminate on, like so much of yeah. our attention yeah. – we believe a storyline that's gone through our head just because it's there, even if it's not true. But what's beautiful yeah. is to realise that there's another way, like you said, another perspective to see it from. Yeah. And just through like getting in touch with that a little more, it's a, it's a really powerful tool that I've used to to get me back on track and, and feeling good more than once in my life. But but what have, because uh, you said just, hey, take control of your mindset, and I love it. But what, what have been some of the like little practical things that you've done to be able to do that? Honestly, what, what got me to this point was uh, YouTube. I found mm-hmm. a couple of YouTube videos on mindset and how to change your mindset and how to change the way you think. Um, but also my kids, like I, I look at my kids and think, you know, like 
I don't want to be this old fat man loping around the house, you know, like um, I want to be a positive influence on them. So if I'm getting up and going for a run in the mornings and being healthy and eating right, well, then I want them to see that and I want them to do the same thing. So I, I know like my, my daughter, she, we just, we had started her getting, started getting her into, into a junior path run, which is only 2Ks. But she got to a point where she was looking forward to it and all of a sudden it's been taken away from her. So uh, I guess it's just it's if I can if I can still keep going, still keep getting up, um, then the more positive I am, the more positive the rest of the, you know, they will be. And also not just me but my wife too, then uh, that's what it is for me. Like it's mm. it's not you know, I gotta, you got to look at it from not just yourself, but who's looking at you and who's looking up to you. So if I'm in a shitty mood and I'm snapping all the time at them, well, then that's not going to go down well, is it? So yeah, it's, that's, a, it's a great point. How, how can we change this? And even my wife has a, has a go at me. She's like, no, you need, you need to stop. Yeah, hold on, I'll be there in a sec. Yeah, they just got home. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll let you go in a minute. Yeah, so if, yeah, if I'm – she actually says, like, you are probably you're yelling a bit too much. You need to calm down a bit. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So she'll she'll actually help me pull my head in and go, all right, you need to think of a different way to deal with your kids, not yeah. just yell. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. I hate it. So I hate start, it that, that uh, wives always have a better approach to these situations. Oh. <laughs> just wait to see. Man, I could tell you some right. stories about Jesse helping me uh just in everything I do. It usually starts with, hey yeah. babe, stop being a bitch. I'm like, I'm sorry, I would like to <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's along those lines. It's it's yeah. really it generally is along those lines. Awesome. You need to stop. You you're doing this, you need to stop. I'm like uh oh, shit. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Yeah. And then you know, you wake up the next day, you go, All right, you you're like, I'm not gonna do this, and you don't. And you're good. Yeah, it's a good so, it's just I guess just just take it one day at a time. Yeah, what can you do? Just one yeah. day at a time. And, and those results just stack up. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yep. well let's um obviously uh obviously this is is uh probably the best chat that we've had about it. I'm glad I feel like what yeah. a lot of what you said is gonna strike a chord with a with a lot of a lot of people, right. which I get, I'm going to get hate mail from some people what I think about lockdowns. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I love you, everyone. So even if you disagree with me, I'm still yeah. going to give you a cuddle when I see you in person. So, dude, um, let's let's stay in touch. I'm as I said, more than happy to put something together for you. But I, I honestly reckon it'd be. Uh, uh, I reckon. I reckon the main motivation change happens once things start to open back up. And if not, maybe we could even yeah. get a couple of just dates that you could go out and do like a, a time travel some sort, so you can uh, get into it. But yeah. dude, I know you got your your family there and you're on dad duty in a minute, so I'm going to let you yeah. go. I know the drill. I know how important it is, but mate, thanks for thanks for coming on. It was uh, it was good no to have a, a proper chat with you. Yeah, finally. Yeah, seriously. It's been, seriously, yeah, beats t- a couple t- of five t- minutes in the making or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, as yeah. soon as uh, as soon as these lockdowns end, mate, you know you've got the invite up to Queenscliff. We'll have a, oh, a run and a beer slash coffee. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. maybe all of them. As long and as you're we'll yeah, yeah, happy to to trot along at my uh, six minute Ks. Oh, mate, you might be surprised how happy I am at six minute Ks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, brother. Oh, you get out of here, mate. Right. Hey, good to see you. Thanks we'll again. Do. And uh, hey, we'll we'll keep the conversation going. Yeah.